saying, Hail, king of the Jews. They spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. After mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they came upon a man from Cyrene named Simon. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And then they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull. They offered him wine to drink mixed with gold, but when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his clothes among themselves by casting lots. Then they sat down there and kept watch over him. Over his head they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two bandits were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads and saying, you who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes and elders, were mocking him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if he wants to. For he said, I am God's son. The bandits who were crucified with him also taunted him in the same way. From noon on, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. At about three o'clock, Jesus cried with a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, This man is calling for Elijah. At once. One of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick, and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. Then Jesus cried again with a loud voice and breathed his last. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs also were open and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. After his resurrection, they came out of the tombs and entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now when the centurion and those with him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and what took place, they were terrified and said, Truly, this man was God's son. Many women were also there looking on from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee and had provided for him. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. So Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own tomb, which he had hewn in the rock. He then rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember what the imposter said while he was still alive. After three days I will rise again. Therefore, command the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise his disciples may 
may go and steal him away and tell the people he has been raised from the dead and the last deception would be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went with the guard and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone. Thank you to all of our readers and uh, to Saber Hicks for getting all that together. Uh, was not an easy thing to have all those parts and have them working correctly. Um, I don't know how many of you are watching March Madness or watched the games uh, last night um, as the final four went down to uh, the final two. This whole March Madness has been uh, completely madness. All of the top seeds, the names that we're all familiar with, Duke and Houston and Texas, and I'll say Baylor because my wife, um, those fell by the wayside. I mean, they fell quickly. And um, what makes it madness is how the underdogs make it to the finals. And so now, especially um, tomorrow as the final game is played between uh, UConn and, oh gosh, San Diego State. How could I forget? Uh, as they go to the finals for the final game. It's, it's been interesting to watch them and to cheer them on. These underdogs that really were never even supposed to make it uh, to the Sweet 16, even that far. And as we watch them, we say, who is this, right? Who is this team? What is, it? What is a Gonzaga? Or what is a Florida Atlantic? Or whatever it was. And uh, we wonder, like, where did they come from? How did they make it this far? Well, today, as we processed with our palms, we remembered Palm Sunday. And we remembered Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem. And it's neat to be able to hold those palm branches and to bring them in and to sing that wonderful, beautiful hymn, All Glory, Laud, and Honor. And to participate in something that Christians have been doing uh, for the last 2,000 years, almost 2,000 years. This really began as a kind of a pilgrimage as Christians would gather and remember what took place as Jesus entered into that holy of weeks. As we hear from these, we, as we reflected on the gospel that we read before we processed, uh, Jesus saw all the people around him waving palm branches and uh, celebrating him as he entered into the city. And this was something very much that was staged because Jesus was making a powerful point um, that was in contrast to Pilate coming in on the other side of the city. Uh, not on a donkey, but on a stallion, on a horse that was majestic and beautiful as he rode into the city to show his power. Jesus showed his power in a very different way. And as Jesus went through the streets and entered into Jerusalem, the people, the religious leaders and others said, who is this? <laughs> We've 
heard about him maybe long ago as we heard about him doing some kind of miracle or casting out demons, but I mean, who is this? Who is this guy from Nazareth? Who is this guy that really shouldn't be here? And as they would get towards Jerusalem and as they would get through that week, even the disciples would say, who is this? He's not who we thought he was. Well, this week, we are to ask that same question, aren't we? Maybe this morning, as you heard the reading take place, you wondered, who is this? This Jesus. This morning, it was Kyle. Um, uh, Where is Kyle? Oh, right there. There is Kyle. And he read it, I think, close to how Jesus said these words. You hear the emotion that is in there. Maybe a little bit of fear. Maybe a little bit of trembling as Jesus would make His way to the Gospel. Well, I want to suggest there are several ways um, that we have to... uh, Hopefully they're not coming here. (laughs) Uh, To answer that question of who is this? And I'm going to keep it really short. The first is be with other people. If you want to answer that question, who is this, Jesus? Be with other people. I'm so glad we have a a good crowd here this morning because we need to be with one another. Christianity is not a solo act. It's not something that we just do by ourselves. We do it with other people. Not only the people gathered in this room, but in the communion of saints throughout all the centuries as we gather together and celebrate this Jesus. And as we do so, as we come together, we make a commitment to go where the action is. This week, will you go where the action is. I'm going to draft uh, uh, Margaret to uh, stand and tell us how it is that we can go where the action is this week. We're tag teaming. Tag, you're okay. it. Tag. Oh my goodness. Okay, so there's all sorts of fun things this week. We've got Monday, Thursday. Monday, Thursday will be here. It'll be um, at 6.30 p.m. and it's going to be after the um, community dinner. So it's kind of like the upper room in a way. Do I keep going? Yep, okay, I've got them right right behind you too. Okay. So um, Good Friday service will be here in the chapel at 5 p.m. And then there's an Easter vigil at St. Paul's at sh- down um, off of Uri on Strathmore. See, I got it right. Southfield. Southford. Oh, I didn't get it right. And then we're back here on Easter Sunday Easter egg hunt at 10 o'clock. You have an entire hour buying those rascally eggs, and then we'll be back here. All right. And the reason we need to come is? Because this is all a part of the journey. That if we skip these parts, we forget about, um, we move from the, res- or the uh, yeah, this big hooray, the big hooray. And then we get to the um, empty tomb, and there's no continuity in the middle. And so we want that continuity. So even if you can't be here, even if you can't be with us, um, take the time to read those daily pieces out of your Bible so you remember the journey uh, to the cross, and so the resurrection makes a lot more sense. And that's my advertisement. Thank you. Well said.